I remember back then I was so hurt by it to be kicked out, to be like, oh, get get away. So for me, the only way to make it out is that okay, Tisha, stay strong, keep going, try your hardest. One day you're going to accomplish something. One day you're going to be successful. So you don't have to ask anybody. If I have one talent, one talent only I have to name is confidence. I really believe in myself. And when I see so much hate, because during the show, people be like, oh, she's too confident. I think the thing people talked the most was the Thai word, mankan by too confident, too cocky. They, they think that when they can drag someone down, it makes themselves go higher. Have you ever felt like you were rejected because you were so bold? I can't think. Have I? Gantisha Shuma, model, actress, YouTuber, entrepreneur and TV host has taken Thailand by storm. Daring, energetic, provocative, with an ironclad confidence, Tisha is one of the most recognizable and rising stars in Thailand. As a Swedish Thai personality, she has changed the social norms of what it means to be a celebrity in Thailand. A multi-talented individual, Tisha also uses her platform to educate youths and people in Thailand about sexual education and is single-handedly removing the taboo surrounding the subject around our country. In this podcast, we talk to Tisha about the importance of sexual education, dealing with negativity through confidence, and explore the journey she has taken from her humble beginnings to stardom. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Gantisha Shuma. I can teach her. Over 75% of the people watching this video are not subscribed. Could you please take a moment to subscribe to the Tiger Podcast? It would really help us out. Tisha. Jay. Tell me about your life in Sweden. What is the lifestyle in Sweden? Normally when I think about it, I think Ikea meatballs, snow. But I want to know, like, how is schooling, weather, hangouts? How do you party or socialize? Do you enjoy eating cheese doodles, pickled herrings? <laughs> nope. No? I mean, if I have to define it short, a broke student, yeah. <laughs> That's me. Okay. So IKEA, yes, correct. Uh, I walk there for fun because I love to look at the furnitures and because the food there are relatively cheap in McDonald's back then. <laughs> so over here, pe people love having IKEA meatballs, like, you know, yeah, okay, I'll go to Ikea Bangna and have the meatballs. It's almost like an outing. Yeah. But in Sweden, it's just like... No, it's the same, I think. Okay. Yeah, so so I do eat that. I also feel like it tastes better there. I don't know. In Sweden? In Sweden, the sauce better there. Of course. And the meat, too. So when you were growing up in Sweden, what did you aspire to be? What What's young Tisha's goal? Um, uh, Since I was younger, I've always been competitive. I always wanted to have like be the best, have the highest grade, be somewhat like, recognized for being smart, outgoing or something like that. So back then when I lived in Sweden, there's nothing much to do. I didn't have money to go and have crazy social lifestyle or anything. So I was really focused on school. So I wanted to have good grades and I didn't know what I wanted to be exactly, but just accomplished. Like, it was important to me that one day, Tisha, you have to be successful. Yes. 
where do you think that drive came from? Oh, I can tell you. So, <clears throat> when I was younger, uh, my, my family split. So I was born here, born in Thailand and raised until I was seven years old. I went to live with my grandma up in the northeast of Thailand, Sakonakon, which is one of the poorest province in Thailand. So there, um, I think I had a lot of anger towards my biological dad because our family split and all the things that you've seen as a kid. So like, there's some trauma there when you've seen abuse. You have to like, you don't live with your parents. You're scared. You feel not protected. And by that time, it's one of the things a kid would need to feel protected, fed and loved. So I feel like um, I grew up and... And I don't know, like, I think I'm still figuring it out, but I feel like I need to be good enough and beyond enough. It cannot just be enough. You have to be very good that I would deserve the love, the attention, the care, the protection later on. So for me, I was very competitive, and I think that that was the drive com comes in. So after that, um, when I moved to Sweden, I have a stepdad, a Swedish stepdad. And... Uh, and the beginning was good because when I moved to Sweden, I was like, Tisha, this is your shot of like a new shot in life. You you're going to have a new life. It's going to be good. So I was trying so hard to be his daughter. And by that, I mean, is because uh, sometimes kids will take time like to get used to their new parents, the new stepfather, stepmom. They, they'll be like maybe a bit difficult or distant and waiting for the adults to approach them and be like, hey, you can trust me. Hey, I'm going to be nice to you. But no, I was really like towards him I call him papa like this you know it didn't take me like to it didn't take me time to be like oh I have to get used to him you have to deserve to be my dad for for me to call him papa but for me it was like I just want a dad I just want to be loved protected I, so I, I was like diving like I when we walk I would hold hands like this like papa we go this there together so it was really a daughter I was jumping to a daughter role really quickly and um and then I think uh, eventually he developed like uh, a drinking habit. So our relationship didn't go as the way I wanted. And I was really, um, I was an easy kid myself also. So I have to say that to be fair. So we always like fight, like argue. And when he say something mean, even to my mom, I will always step in or to my sister. I will always be the middle person. It's not my business first, but it became my business. So that and I feel like then I, 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 I fought or have arguments with him to the point that I get kicked out from the house. I didn't I, I didn't go. He, he was basically he kicked me out. He's like, ah, oh, you're ungrateful. You're this and you're that. So like, you know, when drunk people, they speak. Yeah. If someone have experience, uh, people with uh, like alcoholic person, they're one person. The moment they drink the next day. Yeah, it's, it's a different Multiple it's like a, personality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not the same person anymore. So when he drinks, he would say mean things and I would get kicked out from the house. And I remember back then I was so hurt by it to be kicked out, to be like, oh, get get away. Because I wanted to say, yeah, I'm going now, bye. I want to have that pride. I want to have that ability to say, yeah, sure, I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to beg. But then I was, because I, wanted, I was under his roof. I was under his protection. I didn't have anywhere else to go. So for me, the only way to make it out is that, okay, Tisha, stay strong keep going try your hardest one day you're going to accomplish something one day you're going to be successful so you don't have to ask anybody so you are in 
like so you're in control so you're in the position to be like you don't have to beg anymore or you don't have to play dumb because at that time i remember uh he kicked me out and i said I'm not going. There's no free Wi-Fi outside. You know, to try to be like, try to be funny or try to be like, whatever. Yeah. But back then, I was so hurt. I was like, oh my God, I, 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 I wish I could go. I wish I could leave. So, so that was it. So my drive was like, yeah. try your hardest, be, be the best. I, th I think that's generally is where the toughest people often are actually quite soft inside, and. I think because of your past experiences, you kind of built that yeah. exterior, and, and and life was tough in a way. Yeah. So so, and and it's the tough ones that kind of make it out, um, and succeed. So good on you. Oh, thank you. Let's see, guys. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Maybe trauma will play itself in ten years. Who knows? So most people, if given the chance, especially in Thailand, you know, they love to live abroad and, and go abroad. I know like when I was graduating, all my friends were like, oh, my, I'm going to go to UK. I'm going to go to Switzerland. I'm going to go anywhere but here in general. Right. Yeah. Um, but you chose eventually to come back to Thailand. Is that something that you planned or it just kind of happened? Because I knew you wanted to succeed. You wanted to make a name for yourself. You wanted to be somebody could have could that have been anywhere or was thailand was in the plans it wasn't about thailand it, i didn't have a plan at all during high school to come back to thailand and, and live here or or to work here it's just that the opportunity presented itself at that time so i always love the the art side like the entertainment side i would say so anything like with modeling with tvs like oh people are performing i like performance i like entertainment so much so it's always been in me um <clears throat> so when i watched the face season one and I really loved it. And I feel like that was something different for, for Thai people because they also focus on the show itself and the personalities that like with the contestants. So I felt like it was something for me. And my friend back then, Monica mm -hmm. from Phuket, she, she, she uh, because I just have to say this because yeah. you went to the same school as her. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, she watched it. We watched it together. And then she keep hyping me. She's like, Tisha, you can totally do it. And I really believed in myself. So I'm like, yes, I can do it. You know, and then I got a ticket here three days before audition and then it happened. Nice. Yeah. So it wasn't because I wanted to come to Thailand and be like, I have to come and work here. You know, it has something to do with being abroad or not. Because actually, if you think about it, I live in Sweden. So Thailand would be abroad for me back yeah. then. Right. But uh, it's not because of Thailand. It's because like the face. Okay. Yeah. Well, talking about the face, in August 2016, you did an interview where you spoke about dealing with a lot of rejection. And uh, you had applied to quite a few modeling ag agencies and gigs. You were doing odd jobs here and there. But like, it wasn't that odd. <laughs> no, what I mean is that you hadn't found your big break yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, and you, you've commented that, like, you know, with not getting those big breaks like you, obviously the self-esteem goes down you start to doubt yourself you feel hurt with the rejection how did you deal with that rejection and like what really kept you going because i knew you i know you mentioned about the drive that okay you must succeed and you must that but like dealing with that rejection did you ever find yourself thinking that maybe i'm not cut out for this no i think i'm more honest now and more reflective now than I was before 
So I think, um, okay, to just to get the context. So when I lived in Sweden, uh, they don't have the same entertainment industry compared to in Thailand. For example, if you would do uh, a shampoo commercial, they would have maybe in US one commercial, but when you do in Thailand, you get a substitute, you get a Thai celebrity or uh, like a Thai spoke person to do it. But in Sweden, I mean, since the language is so similar and the look is similar as well, they would use the same original commercial. They wouldn't have to change to a Swedish person every time. So in a way, it means that the industry there is not as big as here. Also, not to mention like the 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 population there is way like lower than yeah. than, than than Thailand. So the industry here is way bigger because everything has to be related to Thai people. If a Thai person would watch TV, be like, she's blonde, but but I don't have the same hair as her, you know. Like so, that's why we need a Thai person to represent those brands, and thus create jobs, create the industry. So back in Sweden. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I don't look white. <laughs> yeah, so, I noticed, yeah. yeah. So when I lived there, I wanted to be a model because uh, I, I watch a bunch of shows. I really like the spotlight or like at that time I thought. And um, so I tried uh, modeling there and I applied to all agencies I could find. Basically go to Google, search all the lists I send my email I send my photos how do I get those photos back then I would uh, get into a website I don't remember the name anymore it's called and you do something called time for print so you mean that you go take photo with a photographer they get your photos you get some photos mm -hmm. so that's it like you don't have to pay anything they don't have to pay anything just to like e exchange to have the photos to build your portfolio. portfolio so that's what I did and I would go on trains for hours just to do time for print photo shoots and then I sent and when I have enough of those I send it everywhere and I think I get accepted to one agency but I never got jobs from there but back then I was really happy really proud just to even for them to consider it uh, and uh, and in Sweden, I think I got like maybe two jobs that's that paid, you know, for a catalog or a clothing store, online clothing store. So I was really proud back then because I was also like a student and I do this as a hobby. So it was my passion. I could say that that would be a passion because I don't earn anything from it. I do it. And every time I do it, I'm happy. And then when the phase came, that's why I'm like, let's try it. So um, during that gap year, uh, I told myself, Teacher, you would regret it for the rest of your life if you don't give it one shot. Try it, even if you don't succeed or you fail. At least you know to yourself. At least you tried, and you can try other things. You can come back to Sweden. You can keep studying. You have future here, anyways. So that's why I did. And um, the interview I did back then. Sorry, I have to tell such a long story. And the interview I did back then. Um, I cannot deny that I work in an industry where it's very like. Uh, it destroys your self-esteem because a lot of times you're going to get rejected, especially if you haven't made it yet. So if you go to casting among 100 people, one person gets it. I mean, 99 people will be rejected. So and when you get rejected every time, you would feel like, why wasn't I chosen? Wasn't I'm not pretty enough? Well, what, what happened here? Am I not talented enough? Didn't they see that I fit for this role? So it sabotage your self-image to a certain extent if you keep getting rejected and rejected time over time if you don't have a strong like self-esteem to start with. So back then, when I gave when I gave the interview, looking back, how I know myself, I never actually thought I wasn't good enough. I always thought I was good enough. But I think when I said I'm not good enough, 
it's something people can relate easier. I will not be able to say like, hey, I'm just narcissistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna admit yeah. it. I mean, I think I'm good enough. It's just other people don't see it. You know, like what yeah. kind of like it, people will be like, whoa. Did you just say that? <laughs> If I say I'm not good enough, it's relatable. Yeah. I've been there too. We all have been there. So back then, I think I was good enough. I just didn't fit for those certain roles. And it's okay. Because there are other people who's also good enough who didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I see a bunch of other girls who's like, you're so pretty. Oh my God. It hurts to just see like how pretty you are. But you also didn't get certain roles, certain things. And I wouldn't say that they're not good enough either. So back then, I just felt like that maybe was something that e- easier to explain. Because I always somehow believed in myself. And I know like sometimes people don't like to hear it because when a girl is confident, it can cro- like, come, like, it's so close to being arrogant. Yeah. So when someone say like, hey, I was good enough all along, just you guys don't see it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But I'm just going to be honest here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm... That's the thing, you know, I I think I think people find their own ways to build their own self-confidence, right? So for for re- I know myself or I was taught by one of my teachers that like okay, do whatever that works for you. Like let's say if you wake up in the morning and you're feeling down or before you start your day, you look in the mirror and say, "I got this." Yeah. It's like I'm going to have a crazy day, I'm going to crush it and yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get better and without realizing it you get into a habit of that and like yeah you have to you say positive things to yourself and you'll because you said good intentions exactly for yourself yeah. yeah all right so so your major breakthrough was after participating and winning the face season two thailand yeah firstly during the show did you find any hardships that you experienced while while you were participating as a participant not major um I really had fun. I really had the time of my life. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the one of those lifetime ex- experiences I got. Um the hardest thing was I didn't have much money. And I'm not I'm not saying like I'm super broke, but back then my mom was uh, working two shifts just to support me. So she got me my dad actually got me a ticket and then my mom was paying me every month, but then you have to, you know, when you come here and you don't have work, you don't have anywhere to go, you have to pay rent, you have to get yourself around. And uh, and you want to be in somewhere safe as well, and sp- especially being new. And I never lived in the big city before, so Bangkok was the first big city I live. Because when I live in Sweden, I live a bit of, like uh, an out of town, you know. So um, when I came here, I think the hardest thing was when you're alone, you have to do a lot of things alone and try to get through yourself. So let let me compare scenarios so it's easier to understand. So other girls when they join the face, they have their families here, they have their friends here. Let's say if they want to have clothes because in the face they require you to bring clothes like five outfits per 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 those time because we we film friday saturday sunday right so in three days you have to have uh, enough outfits and let's say with them they live here so they have the whole wardrobe i came with a suitcase or if they need to borrow they already have connections to their friends to whatever i don't have it so when i start in the face a stylist come and tell me like tisha you have to get better clothes you don't have like it's it's you cannot use this tv show and i said where do i get it you just buy it they say and back then i'm like i don't have money but i don't say it yeah, yeah. and i'm like 
got it. I fixed it. So um, the next like next coming week, I went to JJ Mall to Chuck, and I was looking for clothes. But I don't have the best style, like myself. You know, I'm I'm not a person who have crazy good style. So I came with the clothes, and they say it's not good enough. It doesn't look good enough. It looks cheap. And then I back then I was like, okay, what do we do? I I have certain amount of money I plan to use during one whole month. So I have to eat. I have to travel here. I have to survive. And I was living sheep. I tell you, I'm living sheep. So if I have to buy clothes every week, five outfits, I can't. I can't afford it. And then I said, okay, you know, like, that's it. I said, yeah. okay, got it. And I thought, and I was like, like sitting and thinking, what should I do? So I woke up one day and uh, I went to Terminal 21, a mall here in Thailand. And there was like one floor where they sell like clothing stores. So I went to every store. I'm like, hi, my name is Tisha. I'm participating in the Face Thailand. I got through the top 30. Um, would you mind if I borrow your clothes? Uh, I'm going to use it this day to this day. Nice. Uh, you can take my ID. And uh, after that, I, I post pictures for you. But now you have to understand back then the show haven't aired yet mm -hmm. so no one know how legit i am i could because i could be a scammer coming in and asking for clothes and i went to 50 stores i think i went to all floor all day i came like every time like hello hello with with great energy <laughs> and uh only one store contacted me back and say okay i can let you borrow and i just need one yes so back then i knew a lot of people would not believe me a lot of people will reject me a lot of people will say no but i just need one yes I don't need to get, like, imagine if everyone say yes. Yeah. 50 stores, I have to start rejecting them back, right? Yeah. So I was, like, planning that, okay, I will be rejected, but I just need one yes. And that's all it takes. Like, then that one store supported me all the way throughout the show. I get clothes for them every week. And I don't know what they believed in me, but the owner of the store, I went to her wedding. Oh, like, lovely. after everything. So it was a good relationship. So I was really, uh, I'm really grateful. Wow. That's a story. Yeah, and I haven't told you the broke part. Okay. So that was the part about the clothing, which is not even a big deal because I managed it the, quite quickly. The part where every day for me was I have to have a discipline. And when you don't have crazy social life, you get a bit crazy as human. We're a social animal, right? So I don't go out. I don't go out. I don't like do too much of that. Uh, so I have to stay in because staying in is cheap. Going out expensive. You don't want to go to your friends and be like, oh, I'm going to order two beers. I'm going to order this and that. And you don't want to be cheap. Yeah. You know, and you don't want them to pay for you and you don't want them to feel bad for you. So one of the best way to avoid spending money is not to go out. Like back then it was that for me. And uh, I stay a lot alone. I watch a lot of shows and repeat, like watch the face again, all like the seasons, try to like stay sane, work out, uh, practice walking by myself, whatever I had to do. And then I had to find food. So what I do with food was um, I, I, I can't cook. <laughs> So when I lived with my mom, I spoiled. I, I was spoiled, so I didn't cook and clean and pay bills. I didn't know how to do any of that. So when you move to another country, you have to grow up. You you don't have a choice but to really grow up. You have to pay your bills because the moment you don't pay, the electric electricity get cut off. You don't have water. You don't have anything. So you have to be like, okay, I, I can't be a kid anymore. And uh, the food was. Um, I think I remember very well. I was comparing milk. A bottle where it was like t between 20 baht and 22 baht. I was standing there 10 minutes thinking like, oh, this tastes a bit better, but two baht. So it, it has that impact on me. And to think back, that's pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah, and even salad. Like if you buy a shop salad in a bag, 
that's more expensive if you buy the whole like lettuce cabbage or cabbage lettuce. yeah yeah they have to cut yourself yeah so there this there's something like yeah. that that I learned to know by you have to plan very well when you have limited resources or let's say finance back then so yeah I think for for people who who who've don't know you as much i think it would be quite a shock for them to realize that you have such humble beginnings because you know when you think like oh yeah tisha she's half swedish she comes from sweden she's probably rich she was on the face like you you know people in general unknowingly build this misconception and this idea of celebrities yeah uh, and i mean even for me for example even even now i did not know you had such humble beginnings so w- when you find out it just puts things in in perceptive right yeah yeah and and that's part of your charm because yeah you have like this iron strong confidence that i would just ne- why would i question it you know why would i ever feel like otisha oh, struggled before i mean it's this very silly thing when i say it out loud but um it's like oh yeah like she's just a normal human being with normal problems yeah. with who stresses and worries about things in life yeah yeah but we build this persona around mm. um, you know people who get fame or successful that we think that they never struggle so yeah um yeah it's quite sorry it's quite an eye-opening experience for me as well but do you know what back mm. then yeah I wasn't even sad by this. It's just like it's just a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. I embraced it. Yeah. So so if I have to compare, there were days today that I have more money back then because back then I don't have much. That there were days when I'm not as grateful. There are days when I'm not as happy. It's those days because those days I feel like I was working towards some sort of goal. Yeah. So when you have a purpose, it gives my life so so much meaning. meaning. Yeah. Even though I don't have much, but I wake up and have this purpose like i'm gonna try to be the face i eat sheep it's okay you <laughs> yeah. know just have to be alive and yeah. keep going and 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 it's i, th- I think you're are an extreme example of what a working person can achieve you know oh. whatever you got you work for it and yeah if you have a goal then why not why can't you achieve it oh thank you thank you look, look now, now you've said before that you felt that you were actually lucky to win um the face and that you broke many stereotypes of what it meant to be Dara in Thailand. Now, I completely understand what you mean by that. You know, there's a certain way you need to look. You you spoke of there's a certain height that people expect. Oh, you're a model. You need to be this height. You need to have this look. Yeah. And, and there's no secret in Thailand, especially. There is a preference and, you know, people consider maybe fair skin more beautiful or yeah. certain height more sexy. Yeah. Do you feel that the industry or that stereotype has changed in any way to now? I know things were like that a lot more before, but 2023, are are those stereotypes finally breaking or are we slowly still heading towards that? We are heading towards it. I wouldn't say we totally broke it and be like completely new. Do you know how you can tell? So um, you can tell by the billboards you see around the country. You can still see the typical fair skin uh stereotype like face like a dara face that's the standard of beauty you know and that certain characters will be in the billboard because now i feel like there's two sections there's entertainers and there's those dara who you put up like this so for example you could have a crazy popular entertainer entertain entertainer a person you like oh she's so famous because we know her everyone knows her because she's and been everywhere mm-hmm. but we wouldn't put her in a billboard somewhere because that's n- still not the standard of beauty 
So that's how you can see that it's still in a country that we have some certain preference, like many other places as well. Um, so, but do I think it's getting better? It is. Because I believe that if I would enter the industry 10 years ago, I wouldn't have made it thus far. Yeah. You know, even with the same, same drive, same... Uh, capabilities same skill but it's just like also because it's an industry where you can not only like yourself they have to like you too yeah otherwise you don't have an audience otherwise you can be famous alone with one your one follower which is your mom <laughs> you know yeah. but so yeah so it's it's about them too and i feel like now it's start to to break more since we have internet and other people absorb like uh, media from outside and there's so much more beyond just let's say lacorn or beyond just tv series yeah and people have more choices to pick and choose and 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 build themselves because before you have like sort of one-way communication where you have tv you just have to turn it on yeah. and watch it you don't get to like now nah, i'm not gonna watch this show i'm gonna choose something else so you have only those channels to go for so now it's more more wide i would say but we're not there 100 percent yet would you consider yourself a model, an actress, or an entrepreneur? I know you're an entrepreneur. Let's let's just stick to model and actor. We'll talk about the entrepreneurship a bit later. Would you say you consider yourself more a model or an actor? Um, I would say entertainer. Okay. But if if between those two, it would be yeah. more an act actress actor. Yeah. I tell you why, because I didn't know you could act until. I, firstly, I don't watch a lot of uh, Thai movies or series, but I watched this one YouTube movie. I forgot the channel name, but they do really good like short movies in which Song you were probably, I don't know what it's called. but English. In which, yeah, it was English. You were like some German guy was selling something. My friend Danny. You were a coffee shop owner. Yes, Oof. yes. Songkran. Songkran? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank I you tried so to find it and I was like tr typing in tags like, like, Gantisha coffee owner. Like, I was like, God, it was a while back. It was 2016, maybe? Quite a, quite a while back you did yeah, that, yeah. right? And that's what, when I watched it and I was like, oh, wow. She's cool. She's actually quite talented. Bec I'll tell you why. Because, like, because I don't, oh, wow. I don't watch Lacan for a certain reason, right? There's the same style. There's like this, and I'm like, okay, look, it works for someone. That's great. It's not for me, but I watched that and I was like, why don't we have people who can act, acting? You know, no disrespect to anyone out there. I have my favorite Daraz as well, sure. But I was like, this girl has like actually like really talented. She can actually act. Why does she not? Thank you. Why does Thailand not reward people? with these skills but reward people based on looks right because you can get very far based on if you have the right look mm. for brands mm. for lacan right yeah um so yeah that was the day i realized that you were very good at acting oh wow thank that was you just so much. Yeah, that's not a question that was just a bit that i wanted to, to thank say you. to you thank you um wow. so after being in the show and winning it your life completely changed right so yeah you were then after the show modeling you're doing commercials you're doing runway walks you're acting in series you're getting offers to be in movies events hosting uh tisha make an appearance here for us you know Damn, you made me sound <laughs> Woo. That, that's what it was that's who you are but like how was it living life as a public figure because I know your confidence was ready for it and your personal, you know, your personally you were like, I'm going to be somebody. But then 
How did you prepare for that amount of attention? Wow, big question. Well, first thing, I was happy. I didn't ask my mom for money anymore. <laughs> so I was really happy. And uh, I felt like uh, I'm more in control. Like, this is what I wa always wanted. So, yeah, I was happy and I was grateful. But for the attention, I guess you never can be prepared until you get it. It's one of like you, you didn't expect it's gonna be this way. Mm -hmm. You can only imagine back when when I lay in my like my room in Sweden, I'm like, oh, what if this? You know, but once you hear it's it's different. You cannot envision yourself to the point that you get to experience being the shoes. So it was overwhelming, and um, and I must admit there were times when I felt lost, right? Um, but I think having uh, having having a, a strong foundation really helps you. When you 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 when when you're rooted and you're grounded, it feels like it might come waves, you know, and you might yeah. go with it sometimes. But as long as by the end of the day, you know, there are people care for you, love you, tells you the truth, and you reflect on yourself, um, it's good to go. So I was really like jumping on the wave, go with it, but then also like be smart about it. I would say. How did you keep yourself grounded? Because all of a sudden, everybody wants to be your friend. Everyone wants you to wear their clothes. Everyone wants you to attend their events. By this time, like, did you have your family move back to Thailand? Or who was your support system in Thailand? Um, in Thailand, I don't remember. Myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I have in Sweden. And I feel like all these times that they were there for me, it mattered. And I know that I understand the industry. Like when you are famous, when you're popular, everyone is, wants to be with you. And I understand like nothing is gonna be forever. There will be times when maybe even in a year from, from like back then I was like, maybe a year from now, no one talks about me. It maybe mm -hmm. can happen. Yeah. So I have to live with it and well, I have to enjoy the moment, but at the same time, don't let myself get it over my head that this is this is everything and uh you know i just understand the business this is how it works so i feel like i i kind of wasn't fooling myself like you you can do a lot of things as long as you don't lie to yourself mm -hmm. it's good to go so so i was like okay if people like you makes sense because you're probably right now because of the show and if i were there maybe i'll do the same maybe if i'm clothing store i see opportunities i do the same so for me to get that and and i don't see negative i don't be like oh i just want to get to know me because i'm famous i don't even see it like that i'm like makes sense okay <laughs> sure okay then, then i understand yeah. it. i feel like i, I understood it pretty well and i understand why people do certain things back then like at younger age to the certain point that i'm, I'm not bothered by it let's say same with the criticism and everything during the show as well because i got a lot of them so when i could differentiate it it was easier to live life even though it changed with so much things going on we're talking about criticism. Obviously, with fame comes haters, negativity, criticism, trolls. But obviously, you never let them get to you. And instead, you know, if someone was like, for example, there was this incident. I don't. You can tell me if this is true or not. Yeah, yeah. But someone said that, like, oh, she's not even that pretty. And mm. then your reply was more towards like, "F you, yeah, I am. I'm pretty." <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like oh, something you. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I get kidnapped no, no, and, that, and I come back like alien kidnapped me yeah. and I say like oh I'm not good enough you yeah. know it's not me yeah 
so that's something very admirable but how do you how do you get to that belief system where you know e- even with the negativity even with the haters the trolls you're like no f you i am good enough for me you know did someone in your life influence that like like i don't know maybe your mom or 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 your sister or your friends like is there someone that you looked at and be like i want to be like this person that's what i it could be anyone a celebrity a person i really was like going deep into what was it but i would try to list some things right and you know in the future in five years maybe i'll tell you like you know by the way i was wrong about this part <laughs> but but i'm just gonna tell you what i think for now so when i grow up i since i was competitive but me competitive doesn't mean i just lay there and do nothing i always try really hard and when i try really hard somewhat i kind of succeed with my small goals you know i could be like i want the highest grade in this one if i was bad at running because my stamina was bad i went to a forest and trained to get the high score so i'm that kid okay i try really hard so, and kid. when yeah, so uh, <laughs> when i try really hard yeah. i get rewarded Mm-hmm. So it's always been my reward throughout the times like growing up. So I'm learned that when you try hard, you will get it. Like it's just a matter of time. Or if you don't get it, you get better than you were yesterday when you didn't try at all. So I had that mentality. And my family's the hypest. Like they hype you crazy. Mm-hmm. My family would be like, "Oh, you look gorgeous. You're doing well." So having that, your closest one that you love and you value them, value you the same, or supporting you. It's good. So my ego was protected. (laughs) (laughs) And and um, when people from like during the phase when people were talking bad about me, the haters. I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. I've never seen anyone doing better than me talk about me or like talk like behind my back like that because I wouldn't do that either. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't lower myself talking bad about someone who, who, who does it worse than me. What's the point? Like, I'm never going back, look behind me and be like, by the way, guys, no. So when when I go and when I see so much hate, because during the show, people be like, oh, she's too confident. I think the thing people talk the most was the Thai word, too confident, too cocky. Like, like why do you even bother coming to the show? You're not even that tall. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, excuse me, the requirement was 165. If I reach a requirement, I'm supposed to be here too. You know, or I, I deserve to be here. So when I go and look at these profiles of people talking shit about me, I look at them, but like, wow, you have the audacity to talk shit about me? How come? Okay, I don't mean to look bad at them, but like, I would not say that if I were you. Yeah. You know? So a lot of times I just think like people have a lot of, they, they, they think that when they can drag someone down, it makes themselves go higher. Yeah. And it's something like, it, it, it's, it's a bad mentality or intentions to go for yeah. and i think they're the one who maybe needs to look at themselves like may are your ego hurt are you are you in a Compensating way compensating for something yeah for something yeah. right especially online i feel like anybody who has a happy life yeah and is fairly successful and has good things going on for them why on earth would they ever have a reason to talk bad about someone it's always the salty people who yeah. are like she's doing what i wish i had the guts to do yeah, I wish I had that confidence because, you know, it's funny you said that, like people said that you are very confident stuff. I know the show was called Face and I know after you won and I, and I saw your picture and I was like, yeah, she's cool. OK, she's the winner. And then when I heard about you and when I saw your interviews, I was like, oh, she's cool. She's different. That's what I like about her. Like, Thank you. it's just the way you behave. It's like it's not 
normal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, you should be like. Uh, and I celebrate normal because you know I've I was been called weird in my own way my whole life, and I was like, yeah, weird people are cool. Why would you want to be normal? Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was I was always weird as well as kids. Like. Yeah. So I I, I always felt special. And one thing about me, like, so <clears throat> maybe it goes hand in hand. I believe so much in myself. It must take so much to bring me down. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I have to say this. Yeah. So when they're hating on me in social media, do you know, like, the because the fr- you have to imagine I've never get popular as well before. Like, not not this way. I was popular in school level, not not in like, nas- like yeah. national TV level. So when I read the comment, I was like, wow, so much. But a lot of a lot of tension. But okay, let's read. And the things they say, I start laughing. I start laughing because yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. People do this. Yeah. I would never wake up and comment about another person trying to chase their dream. They'd be like, go home, Tisha. You shouldn't be in the show. If I have time, each and every one of them, I'd be like, why would you want me to go home? What would I do at home? <laughs> well, well, who pays my bills? Well, what am I going to do if I don't chase my dream? At least I try. At least I do something. If I fail, let me fail under my terms. Let me fail because at least I tried. So I felt like a lot of them, it, like the arguments or the, the, the things they say are flawed. I see it that way. So it doesn't hurt me. And when I went to the show, there was a lot of girls, su- super pretty, super talented. They're there crying. And uh, and another guy, I remember one of the producer came, be like, "Why are you crying?" You're like, "Yeah, I got hate on the internet." And the guy was standing there, like, "Look at Tisha, she get more hate than you. She she didn't she didn't bother." And back back then, I didn't know like how to get on social media. I didn't know the websites and everything. Yeah. So I was like, "Really? People talk about me?" <laughs> and that's when I start reading and laugh about it because it's so ridiculous. Nice. Yeah. All right. I will tell you a, t- a, a trick though. Yeah. So um, about the confidence, I thought about it, and maybe maybe it is this, but for now I thought, so when, throughout life, there were times, of course, I was insecure or maybe have anxiety doing presentation in front of a class. So whenever I get anxiety and feel like I'm doing bad and I don't believe in myself, it's going downhill. Mm-hmm. It always go downhill. But when I'm like, okay, let's take it. So whenever I show confidence... I felt like the result was rewarding for me. So by learning, it was like a learning experience throughout life that whenever I'm confident or at least I act confident at first because I'm not even sure sometimes, other people also become confident in me. And then the whole experience become better. I always get rewarded from being confident or for taking opportunities. So I feel like when, when even logically, if I take out scenarios in my life, Whenever I'm confident, I always get more of what I want. Mm-hmm. Or at least I get closer to that. So whenever I'm not, I always feel like I'm losing. So maybe by experience, it taught me like, you know what? Still confidence is your way to go. Because confidence gives you this energy. Like confidence comes closer sometimes to being arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a strong energy that you cannot deny. Like whenever someone's confident, the, the whole room feels it. Whenever someone's cocky or arrogant, someone also feels it. Because it's one of those energy that you cannot deny it. You, you feel it. But then if you go in the positive direction with the confidence, you get the energy back from people. Mm-hmm. If I talk to you and I'm confident, you will all also be somewhat confident in me. As if when I'm, I'm, I'm not confident in myself, you're also like, even she's questioning herself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and who am I to go and trust this? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm flying a plane here. I'm not so confident. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I mean, what confident would <laughs> we, you have in me? We might land today. Yeah, I don't we, know. we might yeah. or we might not land. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is contagious. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about sex. 
Yes. Tisha. Yes. So we're the the reason I put this in this area is okay. By now, people understand or have a have an understanding of um, where you are and where we are in the podcast is where we're now going to start talking about you being a YouTuber. Yeah. So <coughs> you are a Thai superstar, an extremely famous person in Thailand. Wow. A model, actress, host, YouTuber. Add titles here. Extreme. Wow. <laughs> All of this before you started teaching and educating people regarding sex, mm. which is one of the most taboo subjects in Thailand and Asia in general. Yeah. Why? Why? You okay. have you you are at the top of the mountain. You're a creme de la creme. Why would you touch such a taboo subject? Good question. Good question. Was uh, was it because it's taboo? Or because? Oh, many reasons. I give one. Because it's taboo, yes, to a certain extent. I like to provoke. Does it excite you? Excites me. I like... It's a personal thing, which uh, maybe I'm not the proudest about, but I love to provoke. It doesn't have to be crazy. But I could say something, and then I would like to see it here. People would go like... <gasps> get a reaction. Yeah, get a reaction, even as a joke. Yeah. Even and be like, oh, do you know what I did yesterday? I went skydiving. People are like, what, Tisha? Really? And I'm like, I'm just joking. Just to <laughs> see that, it, just for me, it's like it's, it's so much fun. So so I love that. <laughs> but it's also believable when you say that. Because yeah, I can do anything. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, she can do anything. That's, like, it's Tisha saying Yeah, it. Tisha saying. Yeah. So, so by me being also crazy... And by me mixing yeah. it, yeah. I get to see people's reaction. So in a way, like in, like fundamentally, I I think I like some sort of anything that's just not plain, right? And uh, with sex education, I will tell you how it started. Um, so in real life, I love to talk about sex. Okay. I'm very open about sex. I love to talk about it. It's one of those topics I will never get tired to talk about. And it doesn't have to be like you sharing your craziest experience. You can tell me your problems. You can tell me your thoughts on certain things related to sex. And I would be so interested. You get my attention like this. It's one of the things where I'm like, whoop, uh, like all, all years. So I like sex just in a regular basis anyways, talking about it. And um, I went to one show, uh, a Thai show. And uh, I don't know how this su subject came in, but we were talking about porn. Reflect on each society. Like, let's say the Japanese porn a certain way, a Thai porn a certain way, the more the Western, they, they preferred this. So it, it reflects something in the society, what, what, what you want in, let's say, in a girl. You, you want her to, her to be submissive. You want her to act like it's hurt or not okay or whatever. You know, so we were talking about this and it went viral. And there was not, like, no backlash, like, mm -hmm. no... Did I say correctly? Backlash yeah, is yeah. the word. Yeah. So there's no negative comments about that. It's more like people share like, yeah, that's true. And I could say in a way that was entertaining, but also my message get across. Mm -hmm. So that back then, and that was many years ago. So I had in mind like, whoa, if I say in the right tone, it can get through. My message was yeah. across. And people even continue commenting like, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, I noticed this too. And they start to share their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, Hmm. Mm. Okay, maybe something, but I haven't thought of the whole concept of the YouTube. So, and then I always wanted to do YouTube, but I didn't know what I wanted to do back then because all the celebrities starting YouTube, they do their lifestyle. They want to share like, oh, how much money they spend here. They go to this spot. They go to this hotel. Thank you for saying that. It's yeah, it's lifestyle, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, watch me go to my show and do my makeup and this is what i did this whole week which is fine which is cool but yeah. i'm like 
that and then they give up and then they don't post for like another six months yeah it could be because in the beginning it do attract like it attracts people because yeah. we aspire to be, have that lavish lifestyle mm-hmm. and back then i don't live lavish lifestyle even though i have some money because i i i just don't live like i i, I don't I, i don't know like i i feel like i want to earn money but i earn money to symbolize that i made it not because i like to spend it Mm-hmm. it's different thing yeah yeah so like what money makes me feel as a person but not what money what i actually want to buy and, and show those things off so i don't have that lifestyle to start with and i feel like it would be so tiring but you're that's because you have the classic experience of making money you worked hard for it you struggled for it you had sleepless nights for it how do i pay my rent how do i survive and you're not you weren't the fact that you weren't born into money you have a different value to money than maybe a lot of the people that you meet in the industry. Yeah. Right. But that's funny because if you look like, I'm not going to say names, but like, let's say rappers, you see many football players, rappers, maybe they have a hardship growing up or they didn't have much money, but the moment they have, they feel like they need to brag. They need to wear the biggest chains. Yeah. Maybe also to compensate something like I didn't have that when I was a kid or I didn't have certain things just so now I can flex, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable. But for me, maybe it was something else. I feel like because I, I want to be admired for certain other things. And I think I have some sort of complex as well. I'm not going to lie, because otherwise I wouldn't try as hard as I do, you know, yeah, yeah. because it, I go beyond comfortable. When you go beyond comfortable, you start to ask, like, why do I try so hard? So I have other reasons as well. But for me, it's more like I want to be admired i want to be liked but i don't need to be liked that you've you don't have to think of me like teachers as a good and kind person but i want you to certain extent respect me and feel like yeah yeah. she's smart she's cool that's what i want i'm telling you i'm not gonna lie it it's so rewarding for me to feel respected and validated because i may be out of my childhood i feel like when i am not looked down upon because i don't want to get there i don't want to be in that position so i try anything to get to get out of that disrespectful she's nothing mm. circle so maybe i do try hard but it not related certainly related to money for me so in my case not so i didn't do the lifestyle and i thought um what can i do now what can be something that youtube because youtube is hard to make these days yeah uh, it's so hard to get subscribers it's you have to do long contents you edit videos you have to film it it's not like it's tiktok is way easier i've done tiktok <laughs> i mean i've danced tiktok i do that yeah. I, all that I do that so YouTube is way harder and I feel like what what is something I can wake up and what is something I can wake up every day and do and what is something I can wake up even on the days I'm not I'm not succeeding you know because I'm not planning like I'm gonna be success like successful in the first video I make so what is something I can live with doing even though it doesn't succeed And uh, then I thought about all the things I wanted to do. And I told myself, Tisha, in five years from now, there's probably someone else doing sex ed in your shoes. Yeah. There's going to be someone. like Because we're starting to be more open about this. And if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. Again, same with the face. Just try it. You're going to regret it if you don't at least try. So, And, and also, t- to be fair, sex is loud. It grabs a lot of attention. It would be something to a good start to do youtube to get attention so i'm not gonna lie there so it was like i have to think further and then how do i deliver it in a way i don't get banned it doesn't affect my image too much but it will it will be talked about for sure so were you scared about that because like i said you were like you were at the top and you're and you're heading upwards and now i'm doing this taboo thing what's gonna happen to me were you scared at all of failing not so 
somehow. I, 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 like, who's this girl? She believes so much. I You're really just do. an adrenaline junkie, aren't you? I, if I have one talent, one talent only I have to name is confidence. Okay. I really believe in myself. Even though you take everything from me today, I will believe I can build myself up. Maybe, maybe super hard. Maybe it takes forever. But I believe so. I really do. So back then, I felt like I believe I can deliver it in a way that people can accept it. So, so of course, you know, when I say I believe it, I'm not like just I'm just gonna say whatever. No, I, I think about it. So I go and think and I try hard. I'm like, what do we start with? If I want to talk about bo- abortion, I'm not gonna say in the first episode. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about something like fun. Let's talk about period. Let's start with that. And now the next step, let's talk about relationships and sex. Is uh, is love uh, and sex the same? Blah blah blah. You know, like start with those questions and then we build it up. So the, to the point that the audience starting to understand. And when you give them, when I talk about sex and why when I f- when I sound confident and I sound like I'm not ashamed of what I say, it makes other people also feel that it's not something you're supposed to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. For example, if I say like, yeah, um, <laughs> have sex, like, and you're shy and you're like, yeah. oh wow, that, that sounds secretive. That yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, I had sex and um, not every time it's great, but is it like this, like this? And they're like, okay, you just talk about a topic here. Mm-hmm. So how do I, you know, it's, it's a, they tell you when you talk, when you communicate, the context is one thing. It takes like I think maybe even five percent, or not even to ten percent. Mood and tone and body language does a lot. I can say like, "You're smart," or "You're smart." I really think you're smart. Yeah. Same thing. You feel different. Mm-hmm. I feel like you mean it. Yeah, it's like one thing you mean and be like, one thing you don't. So it has a lot to do with tone, mood and tone. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I'll, I'll take whatever I can, even <laughs> if you didn't mean it. Nah. But you are smart. That's how you do what you do. So did you ever feel like you would be misunderstood or that there would be a lot of controversy? I mean, you must have at least thought about it. Or uh, And did you ever think that someone would come and shut you down? So, I, okay, I, I think you kind of half answered that, that like you started off lightly and started off in a way where, okay, you know, let's not go hard on it wrong word to choose but let's not go hard <laughs> right from the start yeah um but did were you afraid that someone would come shut it down like shut my channel down or like shut your or channel down or like you know you might be canceled or something like that i know i mean oh i get canceled be- before that okay tell so, me about it oh i don't want to tell you about it okay don't tell me about it's, it it's, it's, I'm, I'm gonna cry <laughs> okay um but i do want to say something about cancel culture in one minute um um was this before the youtube this was before the YouTube. Okay. So I felt like I even grow stronger to a certain extent that I could accept the worst thing that could happen in the entertainment uh, bits already. So um, with the sex ed, I feel like I kind of have in mind what I want to present and it shouldn't be too bad. So it was planned out. It wasn't like, I'm just going to do it, say whatever and didn't think through. I, I thought a lot about things, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's because I'm spontaneous and I go with the flow many times. But there's times when I do use my brain and be like, let's think this through. Let's ask some friends. Let's like talk it out. Let's like yeah. s- structure this. Let's organize this. Let's let's field it first. Yeah. So um with that, I, I, I plan it out to what extent I can say. And there are certain, like, I've been to TV shows and stuff where I have talked, touched upon certain topics where I feel like, oh, people have been accepting this and that. So I take those data, takes those uh, scenarios and be like, okay, I can build this thing to, to something. 
So it's not like new in the sense I've never talked about sex. I have talked about sex in other shows, but just about he a bit here and there. So they kind of know me that I can talk about this already. And I wasn't afraid someone gonna come shut me down, uh, because I, f- I don't know. I just don't believe someone would would want to at that time. Okay. And and also one thing, um, what I learned is that, because I was canceled before, right? What what I learned was that. Um, when when you do something and somebody doesn't agree with you don't like you or whatever they don't follow you anymore they say hey we're not gonna follow you we're not gonna supporting you but in a way i also don't need to have them as a fan so they filter me out and i filter them out or life filter us out there's some people maybe you walk like through the way together for a few years and you go separate ways because life filter people out yeah. for you yeah. so those who are not meant for you will not be there even though they try so hard same people who does not want to be there even try so hard to keep them they will not be there and even some people you want to stay but you can so life will do its thing for you so i feel like in a way people who won't understand me or doesn't like about sex they will not watch me and that will be okay for me because okay yeah it's, life does its thing so so you said earlier that you know Yes, you love talking about sex. But what was the moment in your life where you felt that you could be open about it like publicly? You know, talk talk sex publicly because that's where the whole taboo comes from. It's like I I naturally don't think that sex is an issue. It's just you know, we don't talk about it publicly. Yeah. Well, at least as a as a public figure. Yeah. You were probably the only person ever in Thailand's history to come and talk about sex so much. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You're a trendsetter. So yeah. at what moment were you like, okay, like I, I was it the, I want to start a YouTube channel and this is what I'm going to talk about because this is what excites me. This is taboo. And that's why I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to go public. That's a thing. Cause I'm trying to think like, it was not a moment where I'm like, Hey, I have to be public now. I feel like it comes naturally. It might start with something so subtle. Like I post a picture kissing my boyfriend back then my ex on Instagram the public went crazy. There was news about me kissing and I'm like, oh, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. But it is because Dala, a celebrity yes. in Thailand, they don't kiss. Exactly, yeah. Right, so I start with that and you know what? <laughs> a year after, celebrities are kissing now. Yeah. It's okay now. Mm-hmm. But I was one of the first and get like some people were saying, like, why would you do that? You're from Thailand. Uh, even though you grew up abroad. Or like, why would you do that? You're don't like, forget your roots. Don't forget your yeah. roots. Or like, you're, you're showing other kids that you can kiss and this is not okay. This is not our yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. So, but then maybe it starts with that. So me, by being public, show affection, like kissing, that's somewhere like, you know, could lead to sex. And then when I go to shows, I talk about it. Or I remember I have an encounter in Ask FM. Mm-hmm. It was popular back then. People would ask me questions and it could be anonymous. And I could answer. So in a way, like, sex was, like, a little bit dropped here and there. For example, they'd be like, are you a virgin? I'd be like, no. And that, that's, a, that's already about sex. Mm. No, I'm not. Are you? <laughs> like, yeah. like are you, well, it's, it's okay. And yeah. I don't have to pretend to be. It's obviously I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something like that. Okay. So, so I, I, it's not a day. It's not like I wake up today and be like, I'm going to talk about sex the first time ever. I'm going to go open. I'm going to go public. Mm. It's just I've been dropping it all along until today. I'm like, let's, let's do YouTube about it. Have you ever felt like you were rejected because you were so bold? I can't think. Have I? 
I I think the thing is about rejection for me is that they don't come and tell me. Okay. Okay, like maybe that. So let's say if I would go to a casting, mm -hmm. I would know for a fact that I'm rejected because I went for that casting if I didn't get the job. But for me now these days, because after the phase, I don't have to go casting. People personally to reach out to me. So we'll only get the people interested. I don't get to know that, hey, I've been choosing, you were one of the five people we wanted and then we didn't choose you because mm -hmm. I'm not reported all the times so in a way i'm thankful that i'm not reported every time i get reject rejection mm -hmm. so by me being bold for sure there's some people who be like oh we want to teach in this campaign ah she's too loud she's too this we're not going to take her but they didn't come and tell me okay so in a way i don't get to know about it yeah maybe that's mm -hmm. that all right so let's talk about you taking on the role for the entire country to properly inform and educate the public about sex education yeah now I can teach her. That is. I yeah. can teach her. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I make you uncomfortable, right? No. Who oh, cares? <laughs> so you were talking. That's how I do in my show, guys. <laughs> you were talking about reactions. Uh, the best reactions for me is like, even you've invited your guests to the show. They've probably seen it before, and they watch you do that, and they're just like. <laughs> Like the look of horror. Like, did you just do that? I've been doing it for years. So I've yeah. done it in front of many people, you know, yeah. every time. And I'm like, just I don't go know, for I'm it. Gonna, I, I've watched probably 10 plus episodes of you doing that again and again and again and again. And sometimes longer. You, you can never get used to it. Right, because yeah. it changes every time. It depends on the mood. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes you have to, ah, like that. And who knows? <laughs> Things change right. sometimes. Very lovely. <laughs> but it's provocative. Yes. Right? And... I personally love it. Why did you choose to do it? This is just to get people like, now you know what kind of show you're on. Because you do it at the start. So it's like, yeah. welcome to the show. Yeah. This is the benchmark. Th that, that one I didn't plan. That one just came out naturally. Okay. I have a lot of sex energy, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm honest. Like, you I do you, like, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the truth. Mm. Maybe some of you yeah. don't like the truth, but it is my truth. I didn't plan to be like, oh, I'm going to provoke this one today but the i can teach you i was like how do i open the show yeah i'm just gonna go with it now this next question is based around what you just said like okay this is me this is how i am mm. i think there's a misconception in thailand regarding the topic of sex yeah so thai people like all people love sex why wouldn't you right <laughs> but in our culture yeah we are told to keep it private but we're just as kinky as anyone else oh yeah yeah and i think to be honest I always said to like my friends, like I feel like Thai people are lovers. Like they love making love or having sex, call it whatever you want. We just hide it better than others, maybe. Yeah. In Asian culture. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, maybe I say something that would get me bad now. But in many suppressed countries, yeah. they're the kinkiest people. Yeah, that's actually very true. I, and I'm it's not just saying ones, one, right? Yeah. I'm saying many because when you, yeah, yeah. you can go wild with your fantasy if you don't get to it expose it for example i'm just going to give a more uh, easier example countries where are places okay a place where you can wear bikinis going out let's say it's more normal when you see bikinis you don't get as <gasps> anymore because yeah. you're used to it you get used to things but in places where bikinis are deemed like that's too yes. provocative every time you see it you're going to be like whoa <laughs> same thing you know so yeah. if, if if that's the case with let's say we're, we're just dressing up yeah let's talk about even something more like sex so so it's the same thing where where something's more normal you're like oh okay happens yeah 
So Thailand's one of them, which is kind of crazy because if you yeah, where sure. we are now, we're like across Cowboy Street here. Yeah, <laughs> we're about four hundred meters away from Soi Cowboy. Yeah, and ev- and the whole world knows us for something. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is apparently illegal. Why do you think people are so afraid to talk about sex? And is it because of public perception? Is it more so because I don't want that person to know I like it? Or I don't want that person to think about me in that way, whatever that way means. Uh, fundamentally, you're judged. You're going to be judged when you talk about sex. And people don't want to be judged. You don't want to be judged. I don't want to be judged either. If if I could choose, you know, yeah. if anything, like I don't mind it now as much. But if I could choose, mm-hmm. please don't hate me. Yeah. Like, don't judge me. Please look at me very good. <laughs> I don't want to be looked bad in your eyes either if I could choose. Mm-hmm. So, um... So I I feel like when you grow up and your parents don't talk to you about it, they 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 tell you very quickly that it's something. And I tell you when they tell you, I don't mean they speak to you like, hey, let's not talk about sex now on when you grow up. No, when they talk to you, communicate to you, it's so many ways to communicate. Even something small, like let's say there's a sex scene coming up during a movie, and they'd be like, close your eyes, don't like that, don't talk or get awkward. That's already communicating. You know, like, just because they don't say it out loud, this is com- uncomfortable, this is not okay. Something small like this, kids catch it. Mm-hmm. We know it. When parents say something or when we look down at other people or a mom could, let's say a mom and a kid never talked about sex, but just because you comment about other people and be like, oh, this girl's acting so slutty or like, oh, you're doing sex, this is so ugly and disgusting. That's communicating to your kid already. That's telling your opinion out loud yeah. that other people can perceive like, okay, so now my mom thinks this is unacceptable. This is embarrassing. Now I learn that I will not be like that because then I will not be acceptable towards her. I will not be okay. She will not be okay with me being like this. It's the communicating all the time without realizing. And I think like, I think our society are not so reflective about themselves. So they be like, we never talk about it. But like, no, you talk about it in, in so many ways. You just don't know. You've been talked about it. Never told her anything, but yeah. Yeah. The ways you comment about other people in front of her are already communicating. Mm-hmm. You out, Like unconsciously, yeah. maybe. So yeah. So people know that if you're behaving or acting or talking about certain things, you will be judged. Because I've seen other people in that situation being judged before. If a girl get pregnant during school... The whole school banned her. She, she she cannot come back. She will be so sh- shamed, like so ashamed. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be that girl. I don't have to go and talk to her. I don't have to go and talk to anyone about it. It's clear. Everyone, the way they talk about this person. So we learn that. We're human. We learn just by that. So the reason we don't talk about sex is because something like this. Because we hear other people comments about something. That is not okay. So we don't want to be associated with that. You just want to say, hey, it's not good to steal. Oh, what a great, what a shit friend. You don't want to be a shit friend. Then you learn. Mm. So this is, uh, this is what it is. And in Thailand, or anywhere, but especially in Thailand for some reason, we talked a lot because, um, I don't know why, but we, l- like, I-, I think I read it or heard it somewhere that, do you know why people gossip? Because gossip is a way to take a bad apple out from our society. That's how it's like a survival thing. So when you live in a tribe, you you want to have good people among you. So by talking, that's what humans do. Be, we have to be able to point out a bad apple. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that ego always kept into us, but now it's getting to another extent. Yeah. We always want to be able to pinpoint each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is it important to own up to your sexuality and be open with yourself, your partner or others about what you like and who you are as a sexual person? No. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's weird that I say this, right? Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, Who am I to tell people that you need to stand up for your sexuality if they have other circumstances that I won't understand? Mm-hmm. I'm not in your shoes to experience what you're going to experience once you come out. So I don't get to tell you that. If you're in my shoes, exactly my shoes, I'd be like, you know what? You can come out. Like, what's what's bad with it? You know, you have your mom that loves you. She's open towards it. My, my, my mom came to my show. My siblings are okay with it. My boyfriend's okay with it boyfriends i said like the exes before too uh but i'm not gonna tell the people like hey come out tell your mom talk to your mom today i'm not in a place to say and not everyone will be accepted and not everyone like they have their circumstances to live with and i think it's your responsibility to choose what's best for you because i don't always know what's best for you and i think i learned this the hard way the moment i get banned so i will not go deep why i get banned but i want to i can tell you a little bit so i'm always been like outspoken about many things right and people expect that out of me but there were times when i get banned where i felt like when other people force me to say something whatever reason i might have or circumstances i might have it's my call and I felt like when someone gonna do that, like either way they force me or disagree or agree or whatever they want, it should be the last thing should be my call. You could say what you think about what you want to do, and you can tell me what you think should be good. But the moment you force me, and the moment you put pressure on me, even though you didn't use the worst force, you know it's like communicating in many way, right? Just yeah. by the mood and tone. I feel like, but you're not in my shoes, and maybe they're gonna give reasons like. I've been in worse than you. I've had more to live with, whatever, you know, my circumstances are way worse than you. But I'm like, but it's my call because it's my life. It's my path. So I feel like with that, uh, when I get banned, I was really angry. I was really angry because I feel like I was angry, I think, because people didn't let me do what I want for myself. And they couldn't stand it that I stood up for myself, whatever reason may be, whatever reason we might agree or disagree. So, so when I get banned, I, I realize that being cancel culture is pretty sh- mm. because they neglect the very thing that human are, which is you're doing mistakes. Yeah. Because when you cancel someone, you see them as black or white. We're not black or white. We're not all good or all bad. Just because one thing you disagree with doesn't mean this person totally bad. Yeah. Like you, you totally neglect the part that human can make mistakes. An entire life or career is judged over one moment. Yeah. Which ev- people, even if they accept it's a mistake, that's not good enough. Yeah. You must be punished for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I, I feel like that mm. that for me, that's why I, I feel like that that's not good. Because th- when people cancel other person... Mm-hmm. I want to ask, like, you've never done a mistake in your life. Like, imagine if you would do something wrong one time, no one forgave you. What are the chances for you to learn? 
Like if if any anyone have done something wrong, and they get cancelled, they will never get to learn. They will never get to live up and be better. You know, and many times the cancel thing doesn't have to be that they're wrong. They just don't have to see the same way. And just because you don't see the same way, you don't act the same way. Are you sure they're wrong? Are you sure you're right? You know, like it, it's a lot of things where I feel like, yeah, they. So the, for me, that that was the hardest time in the industry if I could count everything, but not because it was like just a hateful comment like, oh, you're not beautiful, you're short. It's it's beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sex in Thailand. Recently in Thailand, there was a new program by the NHSL that is targeting teen pregnancy and the spread of sexuality transmitted diseases in a bid to encourage safe sex, especially among Thai youths. Yeah. Now, the National Health Security Office is providing free birth controls and condoms to young people. Actually, I read a news report in the morning today where they've got condoms in vending machines in Pattaya now. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I was like, I don't know if the teens are going to use in Pattaya or other yeah, people. Yeah. Pattaya of all places. Because they're like, if it's successful there, then they'll use it in other parts of uh, the country. I was like, oh, it'll be successful there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thailand does admittedly have a problem with teen pregnancy and spread of STDs. Yeah. And is the government doing enough to fix this issue, you think? Um, enough? Not enough, but better than before way better um i grew up in sweden so there's a huge comparison in sweden we have condoms at school people are using it it's like you you're taught since we're younger that it should be a safe way that you should use it and they teach you in a way that's practical so um there were times when i moved back to thailand where we could be neighbors in phuket so those times i did um learn in thai which is part of like uh, what is suka suksa even like health class mm-hmm. and they put a bit of sex education in there okay. super tiny bit do you know what they taught they they were basically showing you a picture let's say this tiger is a penis they okay. they they would be pointing out what are things are called and what is used for okay but in real life you don't need to know that much yeah you know like mm-hmm. so they would do tests on that and i remember back then i had the highest score and the one girl was commenting like yeah this is all you think about that's why you have high score and i'm like i'm just good at it please you know okay so i was that kid to fight back but anyways you even looked upon bad if you score well just by pointing what part of the penis is called and what it's used for so say like oh this is sperm it goes like this so they tell you about product like productive system and uh sexual health but it's nothing you can actually remember and can use it they don't tell you like where do you find condoms how should you use it? How to open it? How to put it on? How do you check it's not leaked? Yeah. You know, something like that. That's 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 practical. Or where do you get pills? This and that. So just teach you how kits are made, basically. And I feel like I barely remember. The names are super hard. They make the names extra hard or something mm-hmm. for me not to remember. Like, <laughs> like I did well that back yeah. then, but after the exam's done. Today, I only know what the whole thing is called. Not the, not the detailed. Yeah. Which is onkashad. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 i feel like it starts there and then we don't have the good relationship with condoms and now they try to implement it more but i feel like they could try hard and they will now that they see that let's say someone like me is speaking about it and people have been more accepting because it's the biggest argument i'll tell you there were times when i think they wanted to have a machine vent like a vending machine with condoms in school 
and parents would be like, why would you do this? Are you suggesting teens have sex? So it's not just about the public sector. The, like the fundamental of our society, the people, the parents are also maybe rejecting it. You know, so it's it's also hard in many ways. So so I feel like it's not just one way. Even in your household, like back there when I was in Sweden, we give condoms home, and parents find out, be like, oh, they give you, they, they give this at school, mom or dad. They'd be like, okay, yeah, that that's what they did to me as well when I was younger. But in Thailand, if you get a condom home, they're like, what are you going to do with this condom? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have sex? Oh my god. Like you disown. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you, right? So, parents these days are more accepting. I would say more open, and uh, so that's why they they can implement it more. So it goes hand in hand, and um, and I went to a, a seminar the other day, and one of the doctors said, "Did the government try something? They did. The only thing is that they're very bad at communicating it." And that's one of the key. So just because you have the resource ready, you have the condoms ready, you have the machine ready, you don't know how to like to match the, the public, the people to the things that you have. It's gonna be hard. So now that's why I get to have more roles into working with them. They they believe that now collaboration would work. We take someone who knows how to speak to them, as a middleman. As a middle person, so because we we don't know how to communicate to them, like just because we want to tell them, like, like I think it goes like this in a in a public sector, they'd be like, this is what we want, we want to tell you this, now we're just gonna give it to you, but the people be like, do we want it though? Do we <laughs> yeah. want to hear about it? The yeah. way you hear, like the way you talk about it is boring or it's nothing I want. But there's someone like me who's like, I know what people want to hear because in my sex ed, it's not. It's not solely about teaching all the time because then I know people wouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. You, I mix entertainment, I mix experience, I talk about sex positive, mixed with like education. You know, that's how I can get it to grow. I know for a fact that if I'm just con- like concentrating on facts and like uh, education, it wouldn't grow the way it did, and then my message wouldn't come across. So it's very important to be able to speak like in a way that people get it. Like, uh huh. Oh, okay, I see. And then there's example. Uh huh. It's like I can resonate it. I can relate now. So that's why they they're doing more collaborating. And uh, I'm gonna brag now, but uh, I get to work the other day with um, United Nations Population Fund. Look at you. Okay. So so I'm very proud. Yeah. I, I'm very proud because I feel like I didn't envision it this far. So in a way, they, they learned that, hey, maybe we get a middle person to talk about it. So now um, other sectors as well are, are doing it more. So it's going, going in a better direction, I would say, but enough, not yet. I never knew you reached to that point. I was actually like I was actually gonna comment that you should become like the official spokesperson. But hey, <laughs> look at you! Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. It's it's one, it's in one yeah. seminar. It's all so. so. Hey, that it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah we'll catch up when it's like ten, and then you'll be like, oh, I've done a hundred of these already. <laughs> I'll come here again. Yeah. But look, communication is definitely a problem because um, yeah, I was uh, the campaign that's going on in Paria about the vending machine condom uh i'm this is translated but it's it's out there in the public the government has an official campaign name called love bang love safety huh love Lo- what love bang <laughs> love safety so basically if you what does bang if you love banging for? if you love sex <laughs> you should also love safety you know translated i guess they didn't think about how it sounds no like no one it sounds <laughs> 
love banging? It's something that my show <laughs> yeah. can say, but uh, for yeah. the government to say it's funny. Okay, aye, I, aye. I would tell you something about condoms, what I thought yeah. about. So, um, let's come, I'm going to compare, because I have to compare now that yeah. you can see the picture clearly. So, when people have sex, it's emotional. Mm-hmm. Do you have sex because you feel like it. Yeah. You don't. You don't go and plan things out like some people do, but usually you don't. You just feel like having sex. It's something in us, right? But whenever you use condom, it's logical. You don't use condom because it's emotional. You don't wake up today and be like, "Hey, today I'm gonna wear this condom. It's gonna feel so great. I love the feelings." Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. You don't use condom. It's not an emotional thing. You, every time you use condom. You're being logical. You you being like you thinking. You're thinking that hey, this is to protect myself and my partner for either STD, STI, or pregnancies, you know. And it f- makes me feel safe when I use it. I feel safe. Mm-hmm. My partner feels safe. This is how I show respect. It symbolizes something because when you grow up with it and it's rooted in you, that condom is good in Sweden. People think like that. When you see someone don't use condom, you're almost like. But oh, then it means yeah, you use. You don't. You also say this to someone else, right? Like, if you don't want to use it with me, then you probably don't use it with someone else. And how do I know, you know? And everyone always thinks they're the luckiest person. Just because you don't have it yet, or maybe you have it, you can't see it, you don't think you have it. Same with, same with not putting seatbelts on. Just because you haven't died yet. You know, like, you, you're, you're lucky so far. Yeah. Yes, it's true. So, so you always think that you're the, the lucky person, but don't. Because one day you're not, maybe it takes one time. Mm-hmm. One time for it. To, to solve and everything. So, yeah, so I feel like when in Thailand, we don't grow up making condoms feel like something that you have to have and you don't talk enough about it and you come one day where people are old enough to have sex mm-hmm. but they don't have the good sense of condom or like, uh, how do I say, like they don't have the good mindset or intentions with condoms. They don't have the good understanding. Whenever they use condom, it's gonna feel like a barrier. The most classic case a guy will tell you with condom when you're dating a girl, they'll be like, you don't trust me? I thought we love each other. You know, like, you, you should trust me. You should be able to trust me. So now, condom's like, what the f***? I'm the barrier here? <laughs> A- am I the problem between you two? Uh-huh. Between your love? No. Right? So so it's like, and then when a girl have a condom with her, it's like, why do oh, you have that with you? Why do you have yeah, it with yeah. you? Did you expect sex? That's so slutty. Yeah. So, so in a way, it just because the way we feel about condom, making such a big fuss for you to designing to use it or not, it's not just about knowing. It's to protect you. I think a lot of people watching my channel, a lot of people in Thailand knows what condom is and know what it's used for, but just knowing that's protect you against. STI and pregnancies doesn't mean you're gonna use it just because the feeling you have towards it. Mm. If you're even ashamed going to Seven Eleven and buying it, yeah. Like, what if someone watches me buying it? Right. So this, the, even before getting it, even so, it's hard. Mm. And uh, and I feel like that's why when you do sex ed, it's not just about like, hey, this condom is used for STI and pregnancies. Go use it. And people will be like, yes, I'm going to. No, it's not that simple. That's yeah. why we have to talk about it. That's why we're saying like, hey, whenever someone uses condom, great. Wow. Nice. Okay. Until if you want to go without it, then let's go test ourselves and have sex. And that's another extent as well. Like you go and test yourself. Yeah. Whoever tests themselves probably have HIV by now. Like, you know, in Thailand, if you go to one of those like Red Cross or whatever, you must have something. Mm-hmm. It, it so, so, so like, this is just a small part. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying like, 
it's just the way we feel about it can shape our life or our decisions so much mm-hmm. regarding sex. Well, well, good on you for taking that on yourself, and and like now the show stands and means a lot more than what probably you even imagined it, right? And here you are going to UN speeches and all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe I make it bigger than it is. <laughs> It's like a small seminar, guys. But no. I was proud. We're all proud of you. All right. You. Um, this last part uh, before I let you go is about the quiet side of Tisha. Now, I actually put quiet this as side. a quiet part because, you know, knowing you as a public figure, I also had certain expectations. I've now learned a lot about you, and I kind of understand the depth to. the persona that is Gantisha, right? Yeah. So, and I noticed uh, while we were talking, you mentioned your mom a couple of times, and I know you're quite cl- close to your mom. Uh, you know, becoming a public figure, <coughs> talking about sex education, this and that. I mean, I, I, I think I <laughs> even saw you, you made like a TikTok video and your mom's like, A very cool modern mom. Yes. And like I think you guys, w- w- along with your sister, you guys were twerking together, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, like, who gets to twerk with their mom? I mean, that's next level, not just mother and daughter relationship, but like you know, she's one of your best friends. Yes, she yeah. is. Oh, and I'll talk about her a lot. That's true. I look up to her a lot. She's mm-hmm. uh, one of the happiest, kindest person I know, and I aspire to be that too because I, I'm not there yet. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so you are known as you know someone extremely bold, and and like I told you, you're, you have this contagious, energetic persona, which makes sense now because you know, everything you said um, makes sense. That if you're confident and energetic, then you will you most likely uh, influence other people to feel the same way. But what do you do to like switch off from work? Switch off from work. Yeah, like, like, where do you do go to get away? Like, once you're, you know, the 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 modeling, the acting, the everything. Like, when when Tisha just wants to take a break, what do you do? Where do you go? Outside the camera. If I walk out, I'm already out. Okay. Um, I I have, I think in the industry, people who works with me would say I have a pretty strong switch. A strong switch means that like three, two, one, perform. Three, two, one, out, and it's out. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, I think it's something very healthy for me, because if I carry my work with me all the time, I would be, I would be insane. I, I would go crazy, mm-hmm. um, because um, I started industry, very engine. and energetic and then the moment when i'm quiet people are like are you sick are you okay <laughs> yeah and i'm like no i'm just a human being mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so um i think people expect that and i know what to deliver like so i know that's my job so whenever three two one i go and perform loud and funny wh- whatever i need it to be and then maybe that day who knows maybe i have the worst day of my life maybe i just broke up with someone you know just don't feel like it mm-hmm. then after that i go and have my moment and people know that during set i could be quiet so i could be like reading something listen to a podcast just playing my phone or just sitting or whatever you know i don't have to be loud all the time but they as long as they believe and they know that i when we're working i'm working i'm trying hard so i'm not taking anyone down you yeah. know just because like i'll have a bad day i'm going to bring all of you down yeah. today yeah. carry me please like no But uh, yeah, so so I have those moments, and the switch off just happen naturally when you work a lot, and you know that, like, I I try to be reflective. 
you know. And I tell you, if I come here again in the future, let's say five years from now, I probably have a lot to say mm-hmm. how much I changed. Maybe the things I think today are not the same, right? So um, I'm, I'm I'm quite reflective, I would say, about myself. So if if you ask me about me, I think I can give one of the best answers about me. Because I think a bunch of people walking around, they don't even know themselves. Okay. They don't know why they're angry. They don't know why they're jealous. I can, I can tell a lot of times why I'm acting the way I do. It would be the truth, but maybe it's not the best reason, you know? Like, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I'm selfish many times. I put myself first. I do this and do that. I'm angry because of this and that. So I like to be able to explain why I do certain things. And um, with the being switch off, it's just that I, I have to keep myself sane. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that. Okay. So if there's one thing you want people to know about Gantisha Shuma, what would it be? If I want people to know, do you know this is a big question? Mm-hmm. I want people to know. You as a person, let's let's narrow it down. Yeah. Now, now, when this question comes, it reflects, like, what do I value, right? I wouldn't say something I don't value. For example, like, I, I want people to think I'm pretty, but then it's, it's, not, it's not even the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, do I want people to think I'm a good person? And the answer is still no. Like, it's not the biggest thing. But I do maybe want people to know that I try. Because I admire that so much in people. Like, I've seen successful people. I've seen people who are trying still, and I could admire them just as the same, you know. So maybe today could be that I tried, but it's so broad, right? Try what? Like try for yourself? Yeah, I could try for myself then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I really tried, and I admire people who tried, and uh, I'm 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 a human who also have a heart beating and feelings, and uh, try to make it the best for me for my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so generally, actually, before before I ask you the final question, you have a product coming out. So you're an entrepreneur yourself. It's already out, right? No, it's not. Not yet. But you can tell. We can talk about it. Okay. Tell me a little bit about it. Okay. So this is this is my product. Okay. It's a menstrual cup. Okay. Uh, the brand's called Flow Days. Do you want to know? Do you know what it is? Flow days, a menstrual cup. So it's uh, basically instead of a tampon, it's a substitution for a tampon. Yeah, basically that. Yeah. So it's just um, it's made of medical grade silicone, uh, which substitutes as tampon. But the thing is, it lasts can last up to ten years with the proper care. So it's reusable and in that way sustainable for the for the environment. And one thing I like about it is, is that. Um, it collects blood. It doesn't absorb, so it keeps your like pH balance and all the fluids. It's healthy for your vagina, so that's why I choose this. For me, um, I didn't know about it mm-hmm. for a while. Like I think apparently it had been existing for a while, but mm-hmm. I just known about it, and I'm like, whoa, where have I been living? How come I not know about this? Yeah. So I tried, and it changed my life, in a sense of. Um, I'm very active. I like to go swim, hike, whatever. Okay, I'm sorry, I lied. I don't hike, but I, it comes like the word swim yeah. always come with hike somehow. So I swim, I dance, I run, you know, and like to be active. And um, when you have period, like many times, it stops you. It stops you, and you're always concerned. You have to always change. Like it becomes a part of your life where you kind of it's like a harder moment for you because you you need to be aware and a bunch of people get used to but you can't say it's fun 
mm-hmm. you know so um having a menstrual cup and using it felt like changed my life but then i wanted to do my own because there are certain things i want to adjust or like you know for example like i have like five colors to because i like the colors and then i want the ring because it's easy to remove um and i think like some brands have like some brands have double let's say rim here mm-hmm. the the rim is for it to pop open the okay. the 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 worst thing that could happen to a menstrual cup is that if it's leaked then then it lose the purpose like yeah i have a I have period and it's leaking out like everyone's fear so that's why i want to have a double red double uh rim here for it to pop open so it doesn't leak so it doesn't leak and also um for it to like stay strong to where where it is so like you you do, it doesn't fold off but at the same time i also want the ring so like some brands i see that they have certain things i like but then they're missing, let's say, the, the tail of it. And some brands have the ring, but they don't have the d- double rim, or for example, that. So I feel like I want to create something that I like the best of everything. And then I read a lot of, like, I went into all this uh, group, menstrual cup groups, and reading everywhere. I try to collect data, like what girls are liking, what they like about certain brands. They're like, oh, they like the, the feeling of this brand. So would buy it and would feel it. And so I would buy all the brands. Okay, they like the feeling here. They like the stem here. They like the the shape here. So just combine like the best things, mm-hmm. like you know, in Powerpuff Girls when they're mixing yeah. the favorite things. And sugar this spice is, and everything. Yeah. Else. So this is like sugar spice and everything. So this is flow days. Okay. Yeah, I I would uh, give it to you for the try, but yeah. uh, since <laughs> understandably. Yeah. Um, it is also a healthier option than using yeah. tampon. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's yeah. it's healthier because um, you know, in uh, tampons and pads, they yeah. use uh, bleach, right, mm-hmm. for it to be white. And most of the most of them are in white color, yeah. so they have some sort of toxins and, and stuff, you know. Maybe not too dangerous. So, so this one is just made uh, for medical grade silicone, and it doesn't leave out anything and just collects blood. You know, basically like I'm just collecting yeah. and I'm emptying it. You wash it, you clean it well, you put it up, and when you put it right at the right place, you don't feel you don't you don't, you feel like you don't don't have anything in you. Mm-hmm. Reusable, better for your health. Yeah. And. More hygienic also. More hygienic. I have to tell you one thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you know. You know, like when you use pads, because like, let's say in Thailand, yeah. most people use pads still, not not mm-hmm. tampon even. Yes. So they use pads because taking something up your vagina, it's a taboo thing. It's yes. like, whoa, why would you do that? I mean, we're waiting until marriage until we have sex. Why would we put something else in it, right? So I understand. So they use pads. And then when you use pads in this heat, I tell you, sometimes I feel like my period going to boil. <laughs> you know it's so hot okay. and and when you when you when you bleed out on your pads and usually you you change it up uh, uh, after a few hours right but some girls you know you work too long whatever you don't have time maybe you last a bit longer and the moment blood oxidize or like have reaction with air it gives a smell mm-hmm. which is normal mm-hmm. it will give out smell because like it's a blood it's made of yeah yeah so it, it gives out smell so with the with the cup with the menstrual cup it collects blood inside so it doesn't come out and react to bacteria or air or whatever so it's like no odor um and it's more hygienic in that sense if 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 you see it and then people like a misconception i think when people think of menstrual cup and especially thai girls be like oh if i put it in there will it like expand my vagina it's a concern like for a woman for the longest time i tell you for the longest time women like with vagina it's a sensitive thing yeah. you don't want to have 
a white vagina because then you're made fun of because then you're not desirable. You, the, the virginity it seemed like a, a price somehow for the longest time, even even today. Um, like it's like for men, it's like. Will this make my penis smaller? It's a concern. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no one wants to have a white vagina. So yeah. they think like just because you put something in there, mm-hmm. but you have to understand like people would just be scared and then just go believe something like that, where they they could go and look more further that hey it can expand and it can like come back to it because it is flexible. You know that's why they have I'm sorry that's why they have kegel exercise and that's why ping pong show is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have, if I have to give example, <laughs> if you don't think a vagina can expand and can come back or like you know have flexible, how do you explain ping pong show? How can someone shoot a ball so far? It's insane what a vagina can do. <laughs> I cannot do that. Yeah. Yet. Yet. But I'm just saying, like you know, it's pretty amazing what yeah. it can do. So um, so don't worry about yeah. the expanding because it it falls to your shape as well. All it right. will be open, but it falls to your shape, so you don't have to feel like it's gonna. Yeah. And how do you plan to sell it? How how can people buy the product? Educating. Um, I I think that by me just saying like, hey, buy it. You know, it's great for you. Or like, even though it could sound convincing, like, oh, all the benefits here for people to actually use it, it's different. Same with condoms. Mm. Oh, yeah. it's so great. Like, I, I barely see any downfall, like yeah. any any negative parts about condoms. But to actually use it, you need a lot of educating. So mm. I would put it, talk about it in my channel. Yeah. I would teach people how to like fold different way, um, how to wash, how to clean, what's a benefit. Talk about mm. the history of it, and just overall talk about period. Talk yeah. about like s- sexual health. Mm-hmm. So I'm not forcing anyone to be like, oh, you need to choose it. You know, like it's your it's another alternative. Yeah. Which you can choose. Yeah. It's an option. And can you buy this online, or how are you, how are you gonna sell it? Like through Instagram, online? Not gonna lie, since I'm only one working with this, yeah. <laughs> um, it has been the slower on the production part. Okay. So I have some samples now, okay. but um, I have Instagram page, so I can start with that. And when once it come out, I would like link it to you know probably a line shop or something yeah. and sell Lazada, Shopee. So it's called Flow Days. Flow days. Yeah, flow days on Instagram, flow days on Facebook, and flow days on TikTok. Do you know how hard it is to get a name so short on Instagram <laughs> without putting like dot official dot shop? Uh-huh. I I have the word flow days only. I have to text a girl who did Instagram back in the days when you could have short names, right? Yeah. So I will have to text her and be like, "Can I please have this name? Can I please buy it?" And but it was inactivated. Oh. You know, so when it was evacuated, it means someone not using it. Yeah. So I have to go and request it. Do like so much fuss. So it's hard to get a short name. So I'm really proud of Flow Days. Congrats. Just to tell you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, um, Tisha, we have a final question for every one of our guests. Yes. Um, before we end the podcast, and uh, I think from this podcast i'd like to ask you what is one piece of advice you would like to give um, someone to take the next step in if they want to reach their dream in thailand now at first i was going to pick an extremely specific one but this could be if they want to become an entrepreneur if they can become if they want to become an actor if they want to succeed in life because i think Like I said, you're an extreme example of what a working person can achieve. You weren't handed anything to you, and you worked for everything you have. So, what's that one piece of advice you'd give to someone to like, no matter how many rejections you get, no matter how many times you fail, keep going. Ooh, 
I have two things that were combined. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I think the real conf the real confidence is not when everyone is applauding for you, like everyone's clapping for you. It's easy to be confident that way. But when you're really confident, it's the moment when no one's clapping for you, and you have to clap for yourself. And it's gonna be a lot of those days when you have to do it, mm -hmm. because you you could wake up one day super motivated, but some things take years to make. Some things takes longer than that. So you need to be your biggest supporter and believe that you can do it, and embrace failures too. Embrace some downfall, you know, because it's a part of life. Embrace mistakes. I think some people are so scared. They're like, oh, what if it doesn't work? And what if someone say this? And what if this fails? It will happen. Mm. Don't question it. It will. It will for sure. Somewhere yeah. along the line, who who like feel like I've never talked to someone who made it and felt like I never made one failure. I never have this and that. Yeah. Some people have lost everything before they get to where they are. Yeah. But the thing is, we're a society also focused on the tip of the iceberg. We just see like, oh, you succeeded. This confirm it because you have this much money. But among like along those lines, so like embrace failures, embrace mistakes, learn from it. And I think that ask yourself what kind of person you want to be. When you look at someone, what do you admire? Admire? What do you like? Aspire to be? And keep that in mind, and keep keep clapping for yourself on the days that no one claps for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Kantisha uh, Shuma. Tisha, thank you so much for thank coming onto so the podcast. Thank you so much. Really, sorry for thoroughly not asking you. Enjoyed this chat. Sorry for what asking me. Yeah, I feel like I'm just answering. No, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be that way, but just like <laughs> yeah. it feels weird, you know, to say yeah, I I talk you. about myself all the time. No. Thank you so yeah. much. It's so much fun and my pleasure. I always wanted to come here, and I never thought you would invite. Like the the first time you you guys invite me, I'm like, why? Thank you. Absolutely. It's why cool. wouldn't we? No, because, okay, back then I, I felt yeah. like I had nothing to offer that can be, like, I would say nothing, like, nothing in this type of style that could offer, you know, like, now that I do sex ed more, I feel more like, oh, it's, yeah. I could be educating, I could be useful. Yeah. 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 No, to to the point is, I think the, the, the number one reason for me to uh, have you on the show was because I, f only because I think you inspire, and that is above all your other accomplishments yeah like you don't need me to tell you how accomplished you are you are you're an amazing person you're talented you you do a host of other things but you have the ability to inspire and you take it upon yourself to do something that people wouldn't dare touch like for where you were and what you had yeah people just go along for the ride life is good why challenge yourself why do something that can be considered as something so crazy but yeah. you are willing to risk that and that is something to admire. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Jay, for being such a good host. I, I feel really comfortable talking to you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. for having me. Thank you. Thank you for watching.